Seek Treatment, a podcast about boy sex, boy fucking sex dating, fucking dating and love. And I'm stressed love. out because we had such a great show at Club Coming last night, and then I'm trying to post the ticket link for the next ones, and it's it's that classic thing where everyone's telling you the link isn't working, but you're powerless against it. You're powerless yeah. when it comes to you versus the link. Yeah, and am I? There's in, in dramaturgy, there's three streets, man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself, and man versus the link is what I learned. Oh my gosh, the fourth man verse. The fourth man verse. Um, you know, I had fun last night. You were so funny, but I was like not feeling funny and I couldn't think of Wait, you were so say. funny. You know, you know what I was gonna tell you? My favorite new joke of yours maybe new is joke the is um, already generous. Is the the Instagram thing. I know, but like that it's is so funny. You know, there's this line in hacks where um which is it's a very funny line because it's very true where uh, this millennial girl Ava is writing for this kind of like older comedian and um, the, and Deborah and she's like, these aren't jokes, they're thought but they're like weird thought poems like. That's uh, what I, that's the only thing I do. And she goes and it's um, she's like, because one of them was like, I had a nightmare last night that I got a voicemail but ever since <laughs> then, like whenever I like have a joke, I'm like, would Deborah say this is a thought poem? And I'm like, oh my God, now I'm scared. I, I you know, I'm like kind of scared. And then that way I'm cursed. Thought poems. That is essentially what I do. Um, yeah. So I just want to have jokes, but I didn't think I had any. And then I was having all these little thoughts, you know, when you're like about, like on stage, on the side of stage and you're yeah. going to go up and you keep having things like funny little things to say that come into your mind. And I was like, I hope, I hope, I hope I remember these when I got on stage and I didn't. So I was like annoyed with myself. I thought you were very funny last night and I was laughing really hard and I had a great time. I don't know. And then I just feel like creatively, like really just frustrated lately. I've just really rebelled against my whole life this week by canceling on like so much shit. Like, and I'm continuing to do that. But um, yeah, but I told you like you have to have days that are completely empty every once in a while or you'll lose your shit. Yeah, on Tuesday, I canceled everything except for I did go to Eating Disorder Girl, which was like cool of me. I thought we had like a good session. I ended up like, like I, sometimes I wish I just had Eating Disorder Girl and not my therapist. Do you, you know, know what I mean? You know, that's what I did. I I broke up with my regular and now I only see Eating Disorder, but say it with me yesterday, I did cancel on her. Yeah. Um, to make a self tape, actually, which is kind of crazy. I've been doing a famous art form wherein I've been, uh, I. <laughs> received an email for a self-tape and a lot of times I do just ignore them I'm like this is not a role I'm going to get or this is not <laughs> a role that I think whatever I don't or I don't feel like engaging in the way that I like look and sound like to make a right. self-tape is to be confronted with how you look and sound to other people and it's like one of the hardest things you can do but basically anyways I just keep emailing my it was due on Monday I emailed I said oh my god forgot about this can I give it tomorrow can I give it tomorrow every time my agent's assistant's like yeah that's gorgeous I'm like okay cool and then last night I was like I swear I'm gonna do it tomorrow afternoon so I have to do it after this I'm just like I haven't takes, looked at it I don't it know takes my a village it. it takes a village to make a self-tape is what I really really believe the it hardest emotionally yeah. sorry the hardest emotional labor around self-tapes is like you have to you have to ask another human being to like help you and it feels so crazy I, I can't believe people do this like I can't believe people ask others to like help them make a self-tape and like the industry just expects you to do that that's so crazy it is so crazy and like I'm at a point where everyone in my life 
is is comfortable just truly groaning when I ask them. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, Ryan, I got a self tape. And he's like, okay. I mean, it's hell. There's nothing worse than it. The only thing is good is that he gets them too. So if it's very tit for tat vibes. But yeah. there, I remember two times on our road trip, he had to do one. And I was like, <laughs> I was literally laying comatose in bed, reading the other lines, like giving absolutely nothing. And he was like, can you try like a little bit? And I was just like, if he, if he didn't like the first take, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah it's just well you're lucky because also you live next door to your brother so you have two kind of people that you could alternate against it's true it's true although my brother he's been like tutoring so he works all the time now he tutors a lot what if um, you don't live with someone like that you're close with what do those people do i don't they they don't get to be actors it's crazy <laughs> it's so crazy in the before times LOL. That for the in the before times is the new like don't talk to me until I've had my morning coffee. Yeah, it's but the in new, the like be- girl boss. Yeah, but in the before times, I would um make an appoint. I would ask my agents if I could come do it with an assistant, and that way I'd have like an appointment time, and I would have to go and show up and just do it. Oh, that's incredible! It was the best, and they also then they film it for you and they do all the annoying stuff for you. Oh, that's what I want to do. It's the best, and um, I met all the assistants are really sweet, and I like made some friends doing it. I was like, this is the best. But now I guess no one no one goes to work anymore, do they? <laughs> no one really goes to work. Anymore. It is the best. Like, what's the German word for when you're like meeting with like um, you're either like on a general in LA with someone who has no fucking idea who you are, or like oh when you're God. like looking at agents. But like, but they always like my assistants are really excited you're here. They're a big fan. Of the pot. You know what I mean? I love <laughs> the assistants me, are like, all. I I live for the, the assistants. Assistant. Are the only reason I have anything in this world because oh, like same. every action, like all their bosses like don't care about me, but they're like my assistant thinks you're kind of cool. So I'm like <laughs> thank God for that person because. So I want to thank everyone out there who has um talked about me to their boss. Me too. Long live the assistants. Long live the assistants. So what are you doing? So you're doing a show tonight. I have to write today. I haven't done my newsletter. I'm every now and then I just skip. I skip a week and it's okay. Yeah. No. I think it'll be okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm, my mind's free right now and so I'm like if it's every nine days I'm fine with that like I don't feel incredibly beholden to um, a deadline the only thing is I know myself and I know my brain and I know my heart mm-hmm. and um, I know that if I don't do it each week and the next week I'll think like that will in my head take license away from doing a bad one like if I of do course. it now I could still at least tell myself that like well you have to do one every week so obviously this one will be bad and that will like allow me to write it whereas if I am like just wait till you have one. Then I'm like, I'll be like, well, now this one has to be good, unfortunately, because um, the rules are that you have one when you have a good one. You know what I mean? Totally. I want to be the person again who is like awake and like out of their apartment at 7 a.m. Like, I want to meet You were that, that for so again. long. I know. I'm so not. I mean, even now, it's like I woke up at 9.30 today, but I was telling HPA, hot producer Allison, <laughs> that I, um, that I like have this disease where I keep waking up like, going to the ends of the earth to obtain a coffee and then like getting the coffee and thinking okay now i'm really safe like mm-hmm. it's like all about staying awake till you can get coffee and then like once you have it it's like you've made it to the finish line of your day because like now you have this chemical thing that's going to make everything a little bit more bearable but then i keep having my coffee finishing it and then like sitting down for a second and falling back asleep by accident and that's what i did today i had a venti starbucks um red eye and then immediately fell back asleep that's insane <laughs> i know basically what i did and this is so crazy no one like 
um, remember this tomorrow. But like, I woke up. I know we don't have any coffee. When I snap my fingers, you won't remember this tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. I'm hypnotizing everyone. Um, I so I want to be a repressed trauma memory for everyone. That they'll remember in 20 years and gasp. Um, I woke up and I remembered just the subtle, the most subtle um, hint of awareness that we don't have any coffee grounds to make Mm. coffee. And I wasn't in a place emotionally where I was going to be able to go to this place like because what's pro- the problem is the place close to us is bad coffee, so it's really hard to motivate yourself. Oh, to interesting. Go. What's the vibe of it? Um, it's it's like Sam. It's called Brooklyn Barista, and it's like good sandwiches, really nice people. Um, it's just their coffee is has this taste to it that I don't know <laughs> if it's intentional or I don't know if it's um what the deal is with it, but it's not good. But it's like you'll drink it when you need coffee because it's only like a five minute walk. And then to get to like real coffee, it's it's gonna go ahead and be like a twelve to thirteen minute walk. And I was like, I don't know if I can make it. And so I went to UberEats.com and I had Starbucks deliver coffee. And so twelve to thirteen minute. I have to admit that's a really long walk for a morning coffee. Yeah, I mean, it's, you need a coffee to get there, and that's what the brilliant Catch Twenty Two of <laughs> coffee is. And so. Um, so I ordered on Uber Eats. The guy came, I got it, drank it. And I was like, let me just sit down and read for like a little bit to like start my day. And then I wanted to memorize lines for the self-tape. I wanted to write. I mean, I wanted to do all these things. I start reading and I was like, you know, when you close your book for a second, just because you're you need to like, your brain needs to like stop being tired for a second. And then next thing I know, I'm hearing Cut to the Feeling by Carly Rae Jepsen, which yes, is my alarm tone. And it's 11.59 p.m. a.m., I mean, and we are about to start recording. And that's when I sent the frantic text of, like, or we were recording at 12 or 12.30 because I am i don't know which way is up at this point. You know what I mean? Um, last night I ordered Domino's, and I need to share that with you. Oh, I love Domino's. The, I have to say this, and this is something I really believe in. The Domino's app is fucking amazing. It yeah. comes so fast. There are ex- exquisite options. I, I even got – I mean, what I did last night was crazy – but I was, you know, having this show and I celebrated and we got, um, we got a pizza. It's kind of a crazy order. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. So half, my half of the pizza was pepperoni mushroom, my favorite combo. I love that combo. It's really good. The only thing I would have maybe added in addition is like jalapenos or something. How do you feel about that? Um, okay. That's so crazy because um, I have a story. <laughs> story is such a generous word about uh, jalapenos from Domino's. Okay, wait. Last thing I'll say is that we also got the freaking cinnamon twists with icing. Oh, that's we not also my. Got, oh my god, I love them. We also got chicken wings. It was it was incredible. My story um, is that one time I was with my friends when I was twenty two years old after college. Ordered Domino's pizza with with jalapenos on it. That I'm not kidding you. The jalapenos were so spicy. It literally was crazy. Okay, and know, that's my story. Time, that's my one, story. That's an amazing story. I have a story. One time my life was ruined when I was about to binge eat a Philly cheesesteak and the peppers were so hot that I couldn't even eat it. And that's how hard my life is. Hello, our guests are entering the studio. Please put your ears open for Ariel Zucker and Daryl Bright of CNT Productions. And they also host the sex scene. Let's fucking go, girls. Welcome to heaven. This is called our podcast. Oh, hello. It's so good to be here. I kind of um, love when we have two two guests at once. It's just like it feels like a party. It does feel like a party. I get so anxious about um, – I don't know what I get anxious about. I get anxious about 
what if people talk at the same time? What if I am seen as someone who's interrupting? What if I'm seen as someone who doesn't care what others? What if I'm seen as someone incapable of love? And so I that- saw an infographic that said, instead of worrying about how others see you, think about how do you see you? Hey, and I'm like, ama- like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing advice for doing a self tape though. <laughs> wow. That's so beautiful. How are y- y'all doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I just woke up. I've, my boyfriend, who we've been doing long distance for a while, Ooh. he's with me. He's here. I um, I had a great morning, you know, better than most mornings. Yes, absolutely. Wait, so you, you are both in LA, and then where's your boyfriend live? He lives in New York. Okay, mm-hmm. by Coastal Couple. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was shooting something there for a bit, and now he has a break, so he gets to be with me. Oh, my God. How did y'all meet and how long have you been together? We met in college, you know, the old, oh. old-fashioned old way. Uh-huh. And um, we've been together probably, f- it's going to be six years in October. Oh, my God. God. So you're you're married. You're professionally you're, married. You're coming long. Not yet. Long. Not yet. You know what's so funny? <laughs> when I lived with my ex-boyfriend that my family didn't like, my dad was always like, be careful how long you live together. You'll be common law married and you'll be stuck. <laughs> like, that's not, yes. I'm like, that's not like a thing. Oh I'm, like, I'm like, we've been together for a year and a half. So I think it's okay for now. <laughs> the courts aren't going to get involved just yeah. yet. Wait, Ariel, are you dating anyone? I am. I have been in a relationship for two and a half years. So nothing oh, compared uh, to Daryl's no, long-term relationship. Solid. Yeah. Because Pat, our guests are young, if you can tell. I could I almost got a hint that they were young. Wait, um wait, what was I going to say? Two and a half. I've been dating someone for two and a half years as well, but I'm 32, like so it's not the same. But I'm 32, so it's not the same. How's it going? It's not the same. Is it going well? Yeah, it's going That's well. Great. We live together. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Very well. And it seems like you've been together longer than two and a half years, in my professional opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Because of time and, and the relativity of time and oh I was thinking I had the most interesting thought the other day about the relativity of time and I cannot <laughs> oh oh it's when you're falling you know when you're falling and it takes an hour and a half like, to fall <laughs> the, the moment when you know you're gonna fall and yes, it's like yes. oh my and it's like you're trying to catch yourself and it's like I have been fall I was in the process of falling for literally four hours yesterday like on my run I fell and I it felt like literally I could have watched a full movie in the amount of time I was like not sure if I was gonna fall or not <laughs> you know that last summer I, I I didn't talk about this in the pod but I last summer I fell off an ATV and almost died and where that, like, wait where yeah this is so classic me um I was in Utah with my family on vacation and for my birthday I asked if we could all go ATV riding and my youngest brother was like I don't want to go it's dangerous it's scary I'm not doing it and I was like you're a little fucking bitch and a loser (laughs) I was like I'm a guy's girl I'm freaking cool and I'm gonna ride this ATV down this mountain and we went on this like long trail ride and at the very end of it I was actually following Brian. These girls, these girls are familiar with my boyfriend because they all went to school together. Mm-hmm. If you can believe oh, it. Oh my god, that's how we first Brian. Love Brian. Wait, yeah. what? So what year were y'all? We were class of 2017. Oh, it's harder to hear. Yeah. Yeah, why, are you, why are you telling about year? You could have been that's like. That's what she said. She oh, said, "What year are y'all?" Brian was like three years above you, <laughs> above us. When I was, <laughs> guess what? This past year counts as a full 10 years honestly like we've lived a decade in the last year so right (laughs) 
officially. What was I going to say? Oh, this is the oldest sentence I've ever said. And it occurred to me in earnest to say it. When I was a junior in college, there were no iPhones. Wow. In senior year, there were iPhone ones. In senior year, there were iPhone ones. That's... But we just called it an iPhone because we didn't know about all the sequels that were going to come out. You didn't know about the point fives. And <laughs> when and then... we were freshmen in college, there were no Ubers. Okay. That's, I didn't have, I didn't. That's not, that's not nothing. That's, not that's, not nothing. <laughs> that's something that, that's something you can tell someone for sure. <laughs> 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 Wait, what college did you guys go to and did Brian go to? Uh, Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's like a very serious theater school. Mm-hmm. Very serious theater. Yeah. Where did both of y'all grow up that you landed at Carnegie Mellon? I grew up in Atlanta. Um, cool. And a lot of my family lives in D.C., uh, which is kind of how Daryl and I bonded. Because, uh, yeah. Are you from D.C.? We met on a mega bus and from there, you know. <gasps> Oh my God. And happily ever after. Yeah. Oh, that's like a beautiful story. <laughs> I love that. I'm actually from the DMV. So, like the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. I claim I all it. three of them. Um, I love it's it. like five hours away from Pittsburgh. But getting, um, getting into Carnegie, it's like literally like 3,000 little kids are like, I'm going to be a star. Let me in. And they literally take like three people. <laughs> So we have some stars. So, some so stars I know all. Th- I basically know all three Carnegie Mellons. You I know. <laughs> I know. You so and, that's and is it, crazy. Is it your mascot like a dog? Yeah, it's a Scotty. Dog. Yeah. I don't even know what our mascot is. And like, here's what's worse. <laughs> There's yeah. We didn't even know there was football. It's a it's a Yorkie and also the, the Scotty. The Scotty. I don't. What's the difference? And then there's the ma- the color is plaid. That's the school color. Oh that's my a, that's God. actually incredible though. Plaid's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, the point yeah. is, the point is Brian was going really fast down the mountain and I was trying to keep up with him. So actually it's his fault. I felt myself like veering off the side of this cliff. And then instead of pressing the brake in a panic, and they told me I might do this, instead of pressing the brake, I pressed the gas. And so I was about, I could like it really it was, I could have watched, you know, a three act, five act play. And I pressed the gas and I was like, in my mind, I mean, I'm a survivor. I was like, I got to get off this thing. I had, what's it called? I had gut instinct. I had adrenaline. I had intuition. And I threw myself <laughs> off the bike. And the, the ATV, like, flipped, like, nine times and fell down the cliff. Oh, my really? God. Are you serious? Oh my God. Yeah, and I landed in this sh- I landed in this shrub. And I, I was, like, pricked with all these things. And, like, my brother was right behind me. And he drove up. And he was like, Catherine. Oh, he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like... Yeah, and he was like, Catherine, where's the ATV? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, where is it? And I like didn't register like what had happened. I was like, where is it? And then I was so scared that it, oh my God, it was, it was, I just, and it was very traumatic. I started sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And then they charged, um, they charged my immediate family about $2,000 for the damages. So oh it was, God. it was an amazing wow. birthday present and I'll never <laughs> forget it. And my, uh-huh. my little brother was like, I told you, no one in this family is ever going on a fucking ATV ever again. They do go on a shocking amount of ATVs on The Bachelor, and, like, they do are, often. They are fun. I also did an ATV ride, but it was at a wine tasting in Mexico, which I feel oh. is a Ooh. very good combo to get wine drunk and then ATV ride. That's very, like, early – that's very early season housewives, like, mm-hmm. not the main trip, but, like, a trip, like, in the first couple episodes where the wives just go to, like, a wine tasting and do ATV. Yeah, it seems classy, but it could have easily ended in nine flips and a hospital trip. 
and it, and a bill for two thousand yes. dollars. I'm just so lucky that I'm alive, and we all are lucky to be alive. We're lucky to be podcasters. We're lucky to be young, wild, and free. I'm a little left out because I've never done an ATP. You know, like, <laughs> neither have don't. I. I've don't always do chosen the other excursions to do instead. <laughs> I've never been in a situation, and. I don't know why, but I've never been in a situation that I see reflected on television where you're on a trip and you have it, you have, you're presented with an option to go on one of two excursions. I've never <laughs> been offered that choice. I've never been on any excursion. I've never been on an excursion in my life. I love that phrase. Excursion. Excursion. There's, it's like horseback riding or ATVs. And I always choose, you know, something like the horseback riding or the parasailing. I don't totally know if that makes me more basic or less basic. Well, I think that those things are scarier to me. Like horses, uh, <laughs> let me tell, let me say something that's never been said before. Horses have a mind of their own. <laughs> they do. And it's like, how can you possibly control a horse? And then parasailing, I was never afraid of until I watched the Netflix show um, that is a Spanish show that was dubbed in English called Who Killed Sarah that centers around a gorgeous young girl who's um, who dies slash is murdered via um, she goes parasailing and someone like tampers with the line. Oh, my God. No. And what happens Tamper with it? Why do they want her dead? So it's ultimately not clear. Like it is kind of a soap opera show and like. The plot at some points is, I would say, fluid. Um, uh, <laughs> facts are relative, but the show opens on these teens, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous teens um, <clears throat> on a boat. And they're like, who's going to go parasailing first? And, the, and this girl, Sarah, chooses to go. And she's up there. And all of a sudden, the line starts breaking. And she's screaming. And they're like, stop the boat, stop the boat. But they can't. And she falls all the way down to the water and dies. And oh my god, that's how she dies? At the end of season one, it's still not 1,000% clear who killed her or why. And just the logistics of that being your method of murder to like tamper right, with so Parasite. You don't know who's going first, right? Right, 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 right. And the show tries to it tries with uh, middling success to address those logistics. Um, but watch Who Killed Sarah is my biggest thing I would say. Incredible what a way to go. Oh my god. Is there going to be a season two or... I think as, as someone who Googled, will there be a season two of <laughs> Who Killed Sarah? I will say I feel uniquely qualified to say I think there will be one. Here's a question about seasons. Will there be another one of Ozark? Anyone? There has to be another one. The way Isn't it, it so it, good? Yes. It's so, I that last it. app, I was like mm-hmm. gasping, gasping for breath. I've seen the first episode of Ozark like 98 times and it doesn't ask me to be the second. Like. Yeah, it takes a, it takes a minute. Of times. You you definitely have to see it a couple of times before you actually like want to go to the second episode. Because me personally, I feel like um it was just a lot of white people in the show. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> kind of like it, Game it of Thrones. Ex- like the first uh, episode of Game of Thrones, I have to keep watching at least three times before I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I'm deciding <laughs> to go on the journey. But once I go, I'm like, oh damn, I'm glad that I went. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With Ozark, I made the mistake of drinking shroom tea and then starting Ozark. So to this day, I'm still not really sure what's going on. 
Um, but that's how I was exposed to the first like six episodes. Room tea. I've shroom never had tea. shroom tea. Oh, yeah. What does that make you feel like? It's like a slower rise. Like you brew oh, that sounds the stems and the, you know, the caps. And then you like, I'm, I guess I've been on your podcast for 10 minutes and now I'm going to talk about shroom tea, but um, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's welcome. Great. Here. <laughs> so yeah, you just like you brew it and then it's just a slow ascension basically. Cause you know how, like if you eat the shroom, sometimes you can get a little nauseous like it, it helps yeah. avoid yeah. that i only I've did shrooms really i only did shrooms once and i wasn't trying to micro but i think my friend like didn't you know when like your friend is like the one with the shrooms and they're like giving <laughs> each person like you know when you can tell like they're giving you less than everyone and it's like what is oh, the deal i'll never i'll never remember one time in 2014 waiting online to get in a club and I got there a little after all my friends, they had all had Molly. And this was like, I'm an addict and I'm in recovery now, but this was when I was like, give me the drugs right now and there should be enough. And I don't want to have to fight about that. And I remember like someone giving me a pill of Molly and you know, like those Molly's that are like homemade sort of like, um, they're like pills that look like you could just buy these, like the dealer buys the pills and then just puts the um, like capsules and then puts the rocks like in the capsule. He gave me it and I'm like, looking at it and I'm like I'm sorry no dealer would sell a cap the capsule it looked like at Starbucks when you like order like a grande in a venti cup you know what I mean (laughs) and so I remember being like so upset and being like you're lying someone's lying to me like someone else took some of this molly out of this like capsule like I'm furious and everyone acted like I was crazy I find out six years later heavy into recovery that that my friend had given my initial molly to someone else and then bought a different pill from someone else for me that was like from a different dealer who was like selling on the line so obviously if you're on the club line selling molly it's like you're selling grande in a venti cup you know what i mean oh my god forever yeah i've still never done molly Uh, it's incredible one of the best things you can do (laughs) do y'all do girlies do y'all like it um we just went you to Joshua Tree yeah, this weekend. We just did Molly this weekend. <laughs> oh my God, tell, us, tell us everything. So literally, if you, like everything that you, yeah. We, we, we Tell us everything. Give us the rundown. Was, Who was there? What did y'all do? It was basically like Love Island. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know that's, you know that's my favorite show. It was did you go- 10 people in one place. Yeah, ten, it was, did 11, you go with your guys? It was 11 people in one hot tub is what it was. Oh Wait, I'm like so jealous. I wasn't. Invited. So was it four couples and one um, polyamorous th- three? No, uh, my odd? my boo is in uh, New York or um, New Jersey right now with his family. So um, yeah, it's not fun to be like single on Molly. That's the totally. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is like, do I want to hump everybody here? But like, no, no, these are my friends. Like, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it a girls' trip or was it like mixed comp? Was it co-ed? It was co Yeah, it was um, for John's. What is that? Who's John? Wait, Daryl, was your boyfriend there or he was still in New York? Oh, it was my boyfriend's birthday. So. Oh, John oh, is your boyfriend. John's okay, your okay. boyfriend. Full circle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Wait, that sounds so fun. It's so chic that you guys like met in college and now it's like you, you might see things like, I'm in LA. He was just in New York shooting something, but now he's here. <laughs> like, that's my dream is to say that sentence. You know what I mean? Did you Airbnb? <laughs> Yes. yes, it was Airbnb. Um, I, I have bones to pick with Airbnb. I know. Yes. There's been so many 
recent controversy with Airbnb, but our people were pretty nice. It took us like an hour just to figure out the fucking fire pits. Yeah, there were like 11 people surrounded on all like varying degrees of like uh, drugs and sobriety who were like trying to figure out this fire pit. And we like called the woman, (laughs) like the Airbnb host, and she's like, okay, I'm like 45 minutes away. So maybe you guys can figure it out yourselves. And we were like, we can't. We've been doing this for so long and it's killing our vibe. You have to come. And she, oh my God, that's she, the wild season two, the wild season two. It's the wild season two. And then she comes and she turns it on in literal seconds and we were idiots. Oh my God. But, that felt so bad. I was like, oh my God, like, do you want to drink? Like, I know you know <laughs> here. Like, I'm so you, sorry. You offered her Molly and she was like, "This, there's only a, like one rock in this whole capsule. You gave this to someone else. Yeah, she was offended at the amount of Molly we offered her. What, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, um, I only stayed in an Airbnb one time and I did feel very like, not, I only like kind of got my own Airbnb one time and it was when I went to LA now, I guess almost now like a year right before the pandemic. And I have, I do, I think have very low standards of like where I'm staying. So I thought it was the cutest thing. I was like, so I thought it was so like chic and cool. And I like, remember sending like videos to people and they were being like, this is a dungeon that you're staying, like you're staying in someone's dungeon and you should check that the door is not locked. Like, it was, and I guess I was like, I guess I was like, now that I take inventory, like there is no oven or sink or there's like a hot, it was like a dorm, like it was like a hot plate, like to heat up things. Um, so I guess it wasn't as Airbnb experience where there was like a hot plate of some sort. Uh, Oh my god, we're connected that for life. That was my first apartment <laughs> experience. Like that that was my first apartment was just a hot plate. When you guys oh got god. out of Carnegie, did you both move straight to New York or straight to LA? New York. LA. I love that. Oh my god. Yeah. So you guys were like you were like I love that much. I love that mega bus ride with you and you've been my girl but I'm going to go over here and you go over there and we're going our separate ways. And if we never see each other again, it's going to be tough, but we have to go on our own journeys. And if life brings us back together, great, but we cannot. It was, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But alas, we still worked digitally together for a while before I finally moved to LA. I actually just moved to LA in January. Oh, damn. Do you love it? Yeah, I don't want to go there for like a year plus. And it kind of sucks because, you know, it's like, hard to hear. I've, I'm always the type of person to like drag LA because I'm just like, yeah, everything is so LA. But I really yeah. do actually like it. And I kind of hate myself a little bit for it. Well, every time I go there, I, I'm honestly in such a good mood. And like, but I will say, though, it's like, you know, when you go for like a week to two weeks, you're like, being it's like you're on a vacation and you're seeing people you don't normally see and you're in offices you're not normally in and there's palm trees that you're not used to and like (laughs) it it feels like it's like a natural a natural high I would say is to to be in LA for only two weeks so in my mind I think I want to go there for like a year but maybe I would go there and I would still even be me which would be worst case scenario and I would um kind of be like whatever this isn't any better I don't know I solidly Wait. hated LA for two years and then it just kind of I started to love it after that so I feel like it's either you visit it for like under a year or you need to commit a couple of years because you might hate it and then it, it like it grows on you maybe that's what I've been hearing yeah Wait, so when did y'all come together and say, let's start CNT Productions? We never, we never really left. We, 
like we started um, in college, we were in like the basement radio dungeon of WRCT 88.3 and we were doing a radio show and we were doing live shows. Yeah, live shows um, at school. And then uh, we had- Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and we had this um, writer's room where I basically bribe people with pizza and get them to come over to the apartment on Sundays and everybody would like write hungover. And then we'd do the show and, and people didn't want to leave after graduation. So we just kept doing things virtually for years. And um, one of us would fly to the other end of the country to film stuff and you know, just we've been doing like the remote work thing that everybody's been doing for the last oh year. For years. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cool, though. Were you like very popular at your college because you were like literally making shit, doing shit, being yeah, cool, having a TV show? Yeah, we were living our high school dreams, you know, like we were totally in high school. But in <laughs> popular is a strong word. Like what is what is popular in college? I feel like it's a completely different thing than popular in high school. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Uh, it's well, it, it also depends like freshman year who is popular. It's like for this is my experience, like freshman year, there's this girl that like everyone knows her name for some reason. And she's like popular in the way because you don't know it's going to be different. than high, Like she's high school popular. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and for me, that was the girl named Sammy Joe, who now is an uh, and she like is an avid, avid supporter of Donald Trump currently. And but Sammy Joe was like, she was the girl everyone kind of knew and then there was also a girl named Devin that everyone knew and she's kind of cooler yeah. and um but then everyone kind of forgot about them after and people were like well, no what's the college popular I think it's just I, I don't know I don't know but to me it's like if you were like making a show and doing like a writer's room that would be like the cool girls of the campus I remember my freshman year at Princeton, there was this group of girls who were like you clearly high Princeton? school popular. Wait, can we just I did. pause? Wait. Like my freshman year at Princeton, like <laughs> yeah, you're like roasting <laughs> us for <laughs> Carnegie Mellon and fully Princeton. No, I'm not versus. roasting you. I think it's so cool. It's, and I, I, what if I was like in my junior year at Juilliard? I remember. Very Sammy Joe, the Trump supporter, went to Juilliard. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> There was this group of girls who were like high school popular vibes and freshman year and they called themselves the tribe and Ooh, they would like that. take all these pictures together and put them on Facebook. And I remember just feeling like I don't have any friends yet. Like, like the tribe found each other, like, and then, then they got in trouble and I don't, I think it, it was, it fell apart and I don't know where any of them are, but I wish them all the best. And that's, that's kind of my story. They probably just all went to Burning Man and disappeared. Because that's that's true. What a tribe does. Absolutely. I've definitely talked. I've definitely talked about this already in the podcast, like I think years ago. But in my high school, there was a group called Ten GF of girls, and um, everyone thought it meant ten girlfriends. Of course, they formed in sophomore year. That made sense until you really started looking at the numbers and realizing, you know, who was in Ten GF, and then you're like, wait a minute, there's twelve of them. And that's when a lot of us scholars started wondering, what does 10GF mean? And finally, it came out <laughs> senior year that 10GF did not stand for 10 girlfriends. It stands for 10th grade's finest. Shocked. Everyone's shocked. Everyone's jaws are on the floor. I, I think you have um, told me this tale. Have, you have told me this tale before. I talk about 10GF all the time. Yeah, all the It time. would have been better if it was 10 girlfriends. I mean, that's what inquiring minds wanted to know 
Totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, and it's also like when there's 12, it's like there's too many of you. Like there's no way you're all friends with each other. You know what I mean? Then it feels like a business at that point. You know, it's not, it doesn't feel like earnest friendship. It feels like a producer has brought you 12 together and um, it doesn't feel genuine to me. Yeah, I feel you. Oh my God, y'all. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I love having my nails done. I love looking fab, but going to the salon is so expensive. It's such an ordeal and they always chip, but we've got some good news on our little podcast show because if you get the Olive in June Manny system, you can know that DIY Manny's can look salon perfect and last seven plus days. It's possible, baby. I just did it. I have my nails painted red from Olive in June right now. I did it myself. And everyone asks, where'd you get your nails? And where'd you get your nails? And I said, honey, I did it myself with ONJ. Yeah. And I think that if you're someone who like, uh, maybe wants to try doing your nails, but wasn't taught as a child because of how things are in this country. Um, then yeah. Olive and June is really like kind of a safe bet because they because um, they just make the whole thing really easy. Their little kit that they give you. So you, it's really hard to mess it up, which is cool. Yeah, because the system comes with all the tools you need in one box. It's only five steps. It comes with Poppy, which is a patented brush handle that makes it so easy to paint with both of your hands. Plus, it's affordable. The Manny system with six polishes breaks down to $2 per Manny. Honey, I used to spend $35 for one gel Manny. Times are changing. Actually, the polish was amazing. And literally, people who really know their stuff were asking me if it was gel um, polish. And it lasted like over a week. And I was like, oh, cur, thank you. My nails have never literally looked so good, and I did it myself. Plus, doing it is like very me-time, self-care moment. And the Olive and June Manning system is the secret behind salon-perfect nails at home, all-in-one, no guessing, no messy nails, no salon price tag. So here's what's so sexy, cool, fun, and wild, and free is that you can actually get 20% off your first Manning system with our code SEEKTREATMENT. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code SEEKTREATMENT at oliveandjune.com. We're done with expensive bad Mannies. This, this is the, is the new, new us, us now. now. Okay. okay. Your new nail life is here, bitch. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but I've been having a hard time as society like opens up again. I've been feeling literally more anxious than ever before and I think therapy has been really important for me yeah it's been really tricky for me to go to places and see people oh. and say things and hear things oh. and do things and see totally. things it's been and really be rough. seen and buy things yeah it's been difficult and if you're feeling overwhelmed by it all you're so not alone and it's really important to find the support you need to face those feelings and move forward yeah I've had experiences where I've like had to I felt like I was exhausting my friends, even though I'm sure they would say I wasn't. I just felt like I just needed someone who was completely out of the scope to talk to. And so um, that's why therapy has been so important to me in general. But it was really tricky to find a therapist. Um, And Talkspace is something that makes that process a little bit easier. I think it's so important to get unbiased feedback and advice from a licensed professional. It can be refreshing and rewarding. I reached out for help recently with my therapist last week, and I really... She really just made me feel not crazy and it was very helpful. And, you know, we all need help sometimes. So asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength, not weakness, baby. So I think y'all are really going to love Talkspace. I've used it. I used it a few years ago when I was like fully having my first panic attack and didn't know what was happening. And it was really helpful. Talkspace makes it easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging a therapist the same day you sign up. They offer individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services, which is huge. You can set goals with your therapist and they can help make sure you're really progressing. 
Talkspace therapists help you develop tools to cope in difficult times. Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience. So you could send and receive unlimited messages to your dedicated therapist in the app or schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. There's thousands of licensed therapists available and they're experts in dozens of specialties. So start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code SEEKTREATMENT. That's $100 off when you use code SEEKTREATMENT at Talkspace.com. On this pod, we have one, one major segment, and we would like to ask both of you, maybe individually and also together, who were you, who are you, and who do you want to be? know this segment you know the segment we oh, um, research let's hear it okay, <laughs> okay I'm I'm honored. <laughs> not researched <laughs> um who was i uh a deeply unpopular high school nerd who um you know like had her first kiss in the back of a synagogue and was like oh i'm gay i guess because that was awful um and yeah i uh and and i kind of then grew into like when i went to college um that if you're weird in high school that actually makes you better or like cooler in terms of just your personal development as a person um so that's when i actually found my real friends and um found out that it was okay to be the strange person that i was and then like had my like sexual liberation in college and you know slept with everybody and (laughs) then we like learned the dating app scene and moved out to la and somehow managed to be in a committed relationship even though that's like not at all what i was trying to do um wait yeah sorry so you, wait so, so you are met, you gay i'm i'm bi i'm queer okay cool cool, yeah. cool so wait did you meet how did you you met on hinge mm-hmm. yeah how did you know wait <laughs> wait because <laughs> we did research too we did research, we did research too. too we have, I, our I have like a bunch of pictures of your boyfriends you? like, like living their lives i have like stills yeah i have a red like red yarn thing behind my uh, couch <laughs> no what i'm saying is for what i've learned is in my day and age because i'm you know famously almost old um <laughs> I, it was all about tinder 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 and i was and but now what i'm learning from my brothers and my friends is that hinge is kind of the place to be and both i just guess because both my brothers met their new girlfriends on hinge so i just thought you maybe you were a hinge couple we are hinge couple hinge please sponsor us please give us money airbnb yeah. trips that would be great absolutely hinder actually came before uber and airbnb Oh, wow, that's true. Wait, I love you. I love this timeline you have. That <laughs> makes me feel so safe before. and take, I feel, you guys, so taken care of. Do you guys know that um, Ashton Kutcher is like an initial founder in Airbnb and um, Uber, and that's why he's worth like $200 million, and that's why he's allowed to be a shark sometimes on Shark Tank? But that also raises a lot of questions to me around the Doritos Super Bowl ad that <laughs> is like shaggy. It wasn't me because it's like, we know you don't need the money. Like, why? Like, it just presents the question, like, why? Like, you have 200 million, you have business. Like, why did you say, like, I'm going to do the Doritos commercial? It must have just been something he wanted to do, ultimately. Maybe Mila wanted to perform. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to meet Shaggy. 
for once. She just, this was in a movie with Glenn Close, but I mean, Glenn is no shaggy. I have to be honest about that. <laughs> different, different types for sure. Wait, so you moved to LA, you got a boyfriend and what <laughs> <laughs> and else? Um, what else? I mean, you know, my, my life is, I'm, I'm, I work so much y'all like I'm, I'm a workaholic a little bit. I um, am working all the time. So the fact that I even have a personal life is hilarious to me um, because it's always like either developing new stuff with CNT or like we're pitching or we're writing or we're creating or we're working. And then um, I like started, you know, I was doing a lot of directing and producing. And then I, um, during the pandemic became a technical director for a lot of live broadcasts and stuff. So um, it's just been a lot of, you know, a lot of like working on these really cool new events with people who are um, trying out a different platform with audience engagement. So yeah, I'm, I'm like very in that technical world of like, I love editing and, and uh, building these kinds of technical experiences where audiences can feel engaged in person. Um, and my biggest flex is that I officially have my own office. And that was- It looks like you're in an office. This it is, looks sick. This is like my life dream was to have my own That's office. crazy. That's amazing. That's heaven. Yeah, it is. I, I feel like your biggest flex is that you like, wait, didn't you like invest in Dogecoin or something like Doge that? <laughs> no, girl, I'm invested. I, I'm invested in Bitcoin. I say Dogecoin too. Is it Dogecoin? It's Dogecoin. I, I've never even heard Doge. that word. I know. Wait, I'm about to get so like, shit on, but I, I do not like Dogecoin. It's it's just meme comedy, but I, I am invested in Bitcoin, unfortunately. I am that person. So you're like Ashton. You're you're an Ashton. Unfortunately, type. I'm Ashton Kutcher. I'm actually and, Ashton. And unfortunately, you're gonna have to do Doritos commercial so your boyfriend can perform. Great. <laughs> that might not be a bad thing. Honestly, I think Ashton might have just liked Doritos, and that's why he did it. Yeah, that's an amazing point. Um, why don't you Daryl's? Who were you? Who are you? And then we'll go into both. Yes, I love that. That's a, that's genius. Thank genius you. Idea. Thank um, you. Oof, that was a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, damn, I feel like the first word that comes up is like, I was very sexually frustrated. Um, I feel like I came from a religious background where mm -hmm. I started out um, going, I grew up going to private Christian school. Mm -hmm. um, so there were a lot of uh, beliefs or you know, just I just had a lot of limitations that I put on myself. Uh, like mm -hmm. at one point, I thought I wasn't gonna have sex till I was until I got married. Uh, oh my god, me too. Like shit, like oh, don't suck dick ever. Like just shit like <gasps> that. <laughs> like as the Bible once said, like, don't suck dick, dick ever. Like shit. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, the Bible famously says no shellfish, no synthetic fibers, and no sucking cock. <laughs> That's crazy. I went to Jewish day school and they did not say that. It was like the opposite. Just like suck that yeah. dick. <laughs> you. Yeah. And then I went to a, the total opposite for high school. I went to a performing arts high school where things were just like straight three, 180 or 360. 180. People use them interchangeably, but I do think 180 mathematically is correct. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say 180. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like I was awakened to a certain extent, but even then I feel like I was kind of like the type of person that was always teetering on the border. Totally. Like, oh, well, I can make out with you, but we can't fuck like because mm-hmm. yeah. whatever reason that is. And then I went to college and I kind of went, I feel like I wanted to have that whole phase, but then I got into a committed relationship <laughs> and that, <laughs> that did. that's when it happens. <laughs> that's when life, life will sometimes uh, conspire against a whole phase by like giving you that exact moment to meet John as it were. But wait, how did you Actually, meet John? Actually, somebody before John, um, however. Oh, okay, John, plug your ears. I don't John, want you're not going to like this part. Yeah, John, <laughs> John is <laughs> <laughs> he finally decided to get out of bed, so now he's over here. John, you're not supposed to be over here. I'm, I'm so sad. John, you John. need to go. John, you need to go because we need. This is girl time. This is girl time. <laughs> this is girls' night out. This is a girl. No boys like girls' night out. Um. Anyway, so who I am? Um, I feel like now I am definitely more uh, empowered as a human. Um. Overall. I feel like I'm still learning and unlearning a lot of uh, things in terms of, you know, just a lot of things that were ingrained in me that I'm like, wait, that is actually kind of dumb. And I don't believe that. And I feel like that's just ways that those are just things used to control us as humans and to oppress us in many different ways. And I feel like um, through CNT, I'm unlearning things personally, but I also get to like teach other people how to unlearn as well and so that's been amazing yeah do you yeah so you still feel like a little I've had that same you do you feel like you still carry like weird shame stuff from crush definitely weird shame stuff where I'm like wait why do I feel ashamed of this or why do I um not want to or why do I have fear of exploring this if this is something that I innately want to try Totally. Um, and just learning how to how to do that for myself, but also not to push it either, you know, like right. not to feel like I like am obligated to do something, but wanting to do something because I want to do it. Yeah. And not letting it control you either way, like not doing it just to rebel against this thing, but also not not doing it exactly. for that thing. Not doing how it is that fight of, but because of like the true desire of wanting to try things totally so, how's your family with everything right. <laughs> <laughs> um your family supportive of cnt and the work you do and talking about sex now and stuff or i think my family is very supportive of it and the crazy part about it is that like i went to a uh, christian school all my like a lot of my life but like i was also the kid who was like trying to force my parents to go to to church you know what I mean like yes I was still the kid who felt shame because genuine was playing on the radio <laughs> like on the way back home you know like mom turn this down there's cursing oh happening gosh. oh um, my god I feel like I got like a nice healthy yet toxic balance of of <laughs> of That's the so um, secular and the gospel um but I think my, fa- my family has yeah i feel like my family has always been like kind of a weird balance yet extreme of um 
allowing me to like wear whatever I wanted going to school. And like, I listened to a lot of things. I was watching Flavor of Love way too young, in my opinion. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not complaining. But also like, my dad was a police officer and my mom was a guidance counselor. So basically I never got away with anything. Um, So nice little healthy balance. I my dream guest on the podcast is Tiffany Pollard. I think she's a like a genius. Like I think she's a comedic genius. One time I met someone who was like had been filming with her, and I said my one question is like how in on the joke is she? And you know what he said? One hundred percent. Wow! I just got I just got full body chills. Yeah, I I, I need to meet so, her. So if she's one hundred percent in on the joke, then she is the comedic talent of a generation. I love that. I love that she's one hundred percent on the joke. So people aren't laughing at her totally. Like. Totally. Like, I'm, I'm sure that fr- when she first went on Flavor of Love, I'm sure there was like some idiosyncrasies that naturally happened. But I, mm-hmm. but like, you know, when she came back on Flavor of Love too, like I, I to this day and my boyfriend will watch us, we will sit together and watch a sizzle reel of New York's best moments of on Flavor of Love too for like mm-hmm. regularly, regularly. It's like, there's what our favorite part is this one part where like, she's like meeting all the girls and one of them calls Flav their man. And she's like, oh, you're man. You're calling him out pretty early. You're a dreamer. And the guy's like, she's the girl's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yes, you are. You dream a lot in your sleep. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, why would you? It's like, not that kind of, you're not talking about that kind of dreaming. You know what I mean? It's just like so funny. Oh um, my God. I'm curious. Okay, first of all, how do you describe CNT for listeners of the pod to people who don't know what it is? Yeah, CNT Productions is a collective that creates socially charged content with a bite. Um, oh my God, log line as fuck. Elevator pitch. Eight. What floor am I going to? Because I'm in an elevator right, right now. Um, <laughs> ding, ding, you're on number f- floor number four. Um, I've actually hit the emergency button and you have to yeah. stay in this elevator while I describe this. Oh, with a bite. Yowza. So what are y'all working on now? Well, uh, we are working on the sex scene, which Kat was, yeah. you were kind enough to That's be how we met. very first It was so guest. fun. You were incredible. Oh my God. You were incredible. We loved that. I, I was locked in that hotel and I had the time of my life. <laughs> and um, we talked about all my favorite things like clits and burning Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. You haven't talked about, you used to talk about squirting a lot. Okay. <laughs> and you don't anymore. That's because it's like, once you do it, it's like, I still, I think also like when my lover first made me squirt, it was like so exciting for us. And now that we know how to do it, it's like, okay, it's just a trick to kind of have in the book. Yeah, totally. In your back pocket. I'm, how do y'all feel about squirting? I'm so team? impressed that you have a, like a mechanical, like, you know how, like, cause <laughs> I have had, I've had like a few squirting experiences in my life. And like, I think the go-to one that I know is like where I like, I just, you know, it just happened. Like, it was like, oh my God. And then like, they look up at me and we're like looking at each other in kind of like (laughs) shock, horror, excitement, (laughs) surprise. It was like, how did, what happened? Like, what did we do? And I I don't know how to, um make that happen well let me tell you basically i lie on my back and he just finger fucks the shit out of me (laughs) and i i have to be really really relaxed and well hydrated okay okay i hear that give give that a go i hear the well hydrated part often um definitely i I dream to one day be on your level of like squirting on cue because well let me tell you (laughs) squirting daryl you know what it's not think about squirting. it's like for me 
it's not as good as as an orgasm. It's kind of like a fun bonus. It's, but it's not it's not the main oh, course. Oh, Catherine, you're being modest. You're you're being modest. No, squirting's <laughs> huge. No, squirting is not my main course. Squirting is not filet mignon. Orgasm is filet mignon. Squirting is like an amazing kind of potatoes au gratin. <laughs> <laughs> to me, what squirting to me like the way that you Everyone go around and say what squirting is to you. <laughs> what squirting means to you. What I could equate it the most to in my life, the way that you guys are talking about it is sort of like a hands-free orgasm from like bottoming. You know what I mean? Which is a similar kind of mystical thing where it's like, why that this That is time? mystical. Because that feels literally magical because like no one's touching your penis. You know what I mean? That's the dream. But it's like, I, I can't figure out how to make that happen every time. I haven't, I haven't gotten that cheat code yet. You know? <laughs> Wait, and what is you guys' like dreams? You can go individually or together as like a CNT duo, like whatever you guys feel comfortable. Like do you personally, profesh, like what do you want? What do you want? your life to be. Are we talking about like sexual goals or just regular? Any, any goals? Any kind Anything of goals. and everything. Like, like I, for example, I want a cabin upstate. Right. I want um. I start crying. I I I want just to um live somewhere that's not New York and LA and be like kind of established enough where like mm-hmm. I guess I'll have like an amazing job in the entertainment industry, but like actually live for once in like um somewhere else than these two hell holes that we are chopped in. I just want to be directing and producing our own content and being so good at it that I, in order to have mind blowing orgies, people have to sign NDAs. Like that's where I would like to be. Yes, <laughs> that is amazing. That's incredible. my dream. Do you do, do, you, do, you, do you do group? I would like to, this is my dream. These are my goals. The pandemic oh ruined my group dreams. Yeah. yeah, we're just getting back into group dreams. That's great. So yeah, group to group to me is overwhelming. Even in like porn, I don't like when there's more than one. Like, and sometimes they'll trick me. Like they'll start as a duo, and then <laughs> halfway through, some other guy will come in. I'm like, no, it just. <laughs> It's not, it's, go away. It's like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> I can't, cause I, 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 cause too much of it for me is like focused on like the dynamic between those people and like, cert, like things like that. And like when a third person comes in, I'm like, okay, now I have to invent, how do they know you? Like, what's your deal? Like, it's too much work. It's just too much work. I like group. I like watching, um, I like group. Uh, I like all the combos. Mm-hmm. I like watching a, a a gorgeous woman get you know destroyed by a group of men. I like watching um, a man just get absolutely worshipped. You know, it, it worshipped. I run. I I have amazing eclectic tastes in that I like fucking. Yeah, girls. <laughs> you like to see a girl get destroyed and a man get worshipped and a man get worshipped. It's honestly I know. Isn't that, feminist. Isn't that bad? Isn't it's that honestly. bad? But it, it's feminist because I I know it and I say it and I ask for yes. it. Yes. Yes. Wait, what was I going to say? Um, oh, my only group dream, my only group fantasy is that, and I've been public about this quite quite often, is I would like to be Eiffel Towered by the twin, by the by the bald <laughs> twins from Selling Sunset. <laughs> They're welcome to absolutely spit roast me. I'm dying. Oh, yo, you were just talking about twins. You were Bro, saying okay. So I was just on twins because of Love Island. <laughs> okay, so yeah, both Daryl and I, because we're constantly on the same page, we're watching Love Island last night. Like, un, like we did not. What know, season? What the season? most recent season? The UK season, season six. I'm well, way I've, ahead I've, of her though. What episode? Because you know I've seen every season. Yeah, there's so many episodes. It's so hard. I mean, there's 75 episodes a season. Yeah. It, it must air every day for two years, and then they call that a season. Yeah, I'm only on like episode four or five, right? So they have the tw- eight. Yeah, they have the twins in. 
and pod twins. Yeah. The pod twins. And I'm, I'm just, I was like, I realized that we missed an opportunity because on the sex scene, we analyzed, uh, how, uh, sexual pleasure is represented on screen. And our last episode was on fetishization. And I realized that something that we didn't talk Mm. about was like the twin fetishization because incest is super gross until it's twins. Yeah. Yeah. What what is that? What is that? I don't, I don't know. Twins shouldn't hook up in any capacity is, and that's not a, shouldn't be a a radical thought. These twins (laughs) didn't even have their own testimonials. They had like, they were in the same testimonials. Yeah. The The bachelor did that once one time. So I, my favorite show in the world is actually CBS's big brother. And they've done something actually several seasons, not every season, but they've done this a couple of times where they will put, they will put one contestant in the house who has an identical twin now that twin has to every couple days go into the confessional and they're replaced by their twin no one else in the house knows they have to play the game as one player Mm -hmm. and if they make it to a certain point in the game then they get to both twins get to enter the game and all of a sudden like two of them are there and everyone in the house is like oh my god but so the most recent time i did this was in season 17 so it's like uh they would show these twins these two gorgeous blonde girls like hardly switching clothes behind a Japanese partition in the um confessional and going out and then I will never forget like the feelings this made me feel one of so and also everyone in the house knows that there's been what they call the twin twist before so everyone in the house knows one of these people might be a twin with someone and that and so people start, get suspicious sometimes and sometimes they don't Some, like sometimes they wrongly suspect there's no twin twist but they're like I know you have a twin and I know so basically there's a dentist in the house that starts to notice like small dental differences between the two twins then one of the twins starts so they are already suspicious one of the twins starts like gaining a little bit of weight and everyone in the house. And so like the other twin as they're changing is like shouting at her to like, to like eat less. It's like, it was just so, oh my God. It, it was traumatizing oh, for all involved. And they've never done the twin twist since. Cause it was too like, <laughs> it was just too toxic. It was too toxic. I've never done a twin, t- a twin twist <laughs> next. It sounds like a sex move, honestly. <laughs> yeah, the twin twist. The twin twist. <laughs> Oh my well, it's God. also funny because in that incest world, like it's like in porn, they'll always skirt around it by being like stepdad fucks his son. Why do they do that? Is it like a legal thing? It's like always step. Because I think no one wants to like <laughs> no embrace wants to be insects, as freaky but, as they are, but they want that taboo, but they don't want it to be like a biological thing. Yeah. But, so it's, but the one thing they can't do is they can't be like step twins, fuck each other. Like there's no such thing as a step twin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there was a long time where I would. Until now. <laughs> Step Twins coming to CBS Peacock, Peacock Plus this fall CBS, on Amazon. CBS Peacock. Because as somebody who's like seen that kind of porn, like plenty of that kind of porn, I would say that like that twist is always like, uh, oh, like, but we're not really brother and sister. It's like step. So it's okay. Yeah. But we still like live in the same house and like grew up together. Right. That's always the vibe. I don't know. But I feel like yeah. I'm very conscious of this because I'm from the South. So everybody's always making incest jokes at me. That's been like, oh, really? that's been my experience. You know, yeah. A huge oh part of it, God. I think, stems from this culture around like the Brady Bunch where there's three boys and three girls and they each have like a partner and it's like i remember being a young kid being like i want them to all get married yeah like, i know I, I, want them to get, <laughs> I want them to get married to their age partner like <laughs> and i wanted greg and marcia like so oh badly i was like kiss me me as a like seven-year-old screaming at nick at night kiss already at greg and marcia 
The Brady Bunch invented uh, incest porn for you. <laughs> but the other thing I was going to say is you know, there's such a wealth of like stepdad, stepbrother, step whatever porn in the gay community, in the queer community, in the gay male community, I'll say, in the in, in that porn world. And like sometimes it's funny because, you know, they try it all sorts of ways. And one the way they've tried it is like two gay dads are getting married and they each have sons who too are gay. And then they each are trying to bond. They, uh, there's a couple of different scenes I've seen of this. They're each trying to bond with the, their partner's son and end up having sex with their partner's son. I was expecting that. I thought the two like sons were gonna like get together. Well, often like whatever, you know, these are all pieces that like when we when we see videos online of porn, it's always like if there's it's like it's always like daddy's out scene three. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, these are all scenes of the same story. And sometimes <laughs> they'll recognize the characters. I'm like, oh, he fucked that guy before, and now they're now these two are deciding to fuck. Mm-hmm. But um, so I think it's like in one of that Netflix movie, the sons probably fuck each other, the dads probably fuck each other, and then each dad fucks each son. But um but I don't like that as much that as like my, <laughs> I don't like, to me, that's not enough of the fetish because I, I need it to be the dad is the mom. I want the dad to be straight. He's dating the kid's mom and then he, and then, and the stepdad and the, like the straight stepdad, I want to fuck the straight stepson. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what, that's what's hot to me. There has to be something out there like that. Maybe oh, there is for the right subscriptions. No, there there is, and I've seen a lot of it. It's just like sometimes you'll see stepdad fuck stepson. You're like, oh, it's gay, it's gay, it's gay stepdad, gay stepson. And you'll have to X out. Like, let's see, is there any straighter stuff? You know what I mean? God, wait. So to um to kind of piggyback off that, Daryl, what's your dream? (laughs) (laughs) I have so many dreams. Oh, let's hear them all. Um, Do you want to get married? Yes, I am not uh, at all like rushing for it though. I feel like yeah, when I'm totally. at this point in like my relationship, that's always a question. Like, when are you guys gonna get married? Uh, right. Blah, 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 totally. Blah. Like, honestly, I'm chilling. I'm still. I'm happy. We can do that whenever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But that is definitely on the list, and I definitely want to be a mom one day, of course. Uh, but overall, I just want to be a filmmaker. I want to be kind of like a a female like Donald Glover or Jordan Peele. Yeah. Oh, cool. It sucks to have to say like a female version of it, but like that's why we need you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would be. I am somebody who's always had so many different like passions and interests, and it's always admirable to see um, people be able to like hone into all of them and do all of them well and like be able totally. to like, leave a passion um, to the side for a little bit to focus on another passion and then still be able to come back to that passion whenever they want. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It is so, it is so I've always like people like that, like, um, like uh, Donald Glover and Jordan Peele. It's like, I'm always impressed by like not feeling the pressure to like choose a lane and just be like, no, I did the sitcom but I'm also going to do, or I did the sketch comedy show, but I'm also going to do this like very serious music career, or this like really scary movie with like, it's like, I, I always think that's so cool. Cause I always feel like I'm so have to choose, like choose a lane and then try everything for that. For sure. I feel like that's, we we're, we always feel like we need to choose because people are always asking us to label ourselves. Or yeah. To, mm-hmm. Like focus on one specific thing, but yeah. Also, yeah, multiple homes in different parts of the world uh, is yeah. definitely on my. You list. wouldn't mind that. I love traveling. <laughs> like traveling is one of my favorite things to do. So being able to have uh, 
honestly, two is like, but three would be perfect. Yeah. Like three. I mean, three is crazy. Yeah. Wait, so where would they be? Three is perfect, home-wise. In your dream, where would they be? Well, uh, clearly New York and LA, like half- Of course. That's why you need three is because two get eaten up right away. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Right. (laughs) The third place would probably, I'm like, it could be in state, but it would have to be out of state. You know, and I, yeah. I don't necessarily know where yet because there's so many fucking incredible places outside of um, America. But I would say either Amsterdam or mm. uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Oh, my, that oh, sounds gorgeous. I've never been Where's to Cape Town. I've never traveled anywhere. Uh, and <laughs> now now I want to after pandemic. I want to go somewhere. Where's like what if you never had went anywhere, where would you go first? If I had never went anywhere, you know, I've never <laughs> left the I've never left the continental United States of America. Oh, okay. So out of the places that I've already been, then I guess, yeah. or or like if you're like I yeah I've been to this place already, but like if I could go back, this is what I think is the most cool to go to. I would say Tanzania. It was really, literally the most beautiful place that I had ever been in my life. It was oh. like Lion King, but like real life. Uh, that sounds incredible. But also even better, like not even just like that part of the terrain, but um, the city version. Zanzibar was freaking incredible. The food was incredible. The yeah. Was, oh my god! Just all of yeah. The, go to Africa. That sounds incredible. It's yeah. My general, just dope. my cousin is uh, is was engaged for a long time and is still together with uh, a, a man who was who grew up in Kenya and then like went to college here and they met. And so they were going to get married here, but then like do a smaller wedding in Kenya with like all of his family. And I was like saving up. I was going to go to it. And I was like, so excited. I'm also like a really big um, running fan and lots of like runners live in like Ethiopia and Kenya. I was like very excited to see the culture. And then, um, and, to, and then at the last minute, they kind of just got overwhelmed with like the concept of marriage and decided not to get married, but they're still like oh, together. But I still talk to him all the time. Like he still goes home like most, I think, November. So whenever, and I've always been like, when I have enough money, I want to go with you and like see that area. And um, so now maybe when pandemic is over, I'll go with them. Yeah, definitely do it. Because once you get there, everything is cheap. Like the, the flight is going to be expensive. Um, And maybe some of the places that you decide that you want to stay because you can live really luxurious there. But once you get there, everything else is like super cheap. Yeah. Daryl's also like the one to ask about this stuff. Because like when I tell you that this girl like knows how to find a destination, like knows how to like get the good place to stay, find the good places to eat. Like I love traveling with Daryl because I never eat a bad meal when I'm with Daryl and also like you should have seen this freaking itinerary this bitch typed up for our job oh my god see that see that I can't (laughs) I I love there was an itinerary for the trip that we know but Molly was yeah it was was, was on the itinerary (laughs) (laughs) this is incredible that changes that changes everything for me I was gonna ask you I was like I need to see like pics from the trip I need to hear like was there any drama did anyone hook up that was like an unexpected moment like was that on the itinerary did you play games what kind of games did you play I miss that like I miss like being in a space where two people like who weren't dating hooked up with each other and then like you like that hasn't happened in my life a lot maybe I'm past that part of my life where you're like wait like Sarah and and Keith hooked up last night like did you guys know that yeah they were like 
no, they were staying up. They were like downstairs. And then I went back down and they were like fully hooking up. Like I missed that. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like those moments were definitely there, but like there could have totally been more of those. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, like uh, the people that I, ha- I surround myself with aren't as toxic as. <laughs> You know, I like I feel like if they were a little more toxic, there could have been more um, just more drama, more gossip <laughs> to talk about. But I mean, there were definitely a couple of those moments, I feel like. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Wait, so Daryl, where are you going to travel next now that we're post-vax? Mm, I don't know where I'm going to travel next, but my next trip that I'm already planning with my family is to Cape Town. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So we are going, um, it's going to be a group of 10 of us. We're going to be going to uh, Cape Town, going to be in a mansion for like the first week. Oh. And then oh my God. that'll be for Christmas. And then the next oh, week we'll be in Johannesburg and we'll be at a safari on um, New Year's. And she's the one oh. figuring this out, y'all. She, like, this oh. is Daryl. Well, with the help of a travel agent. Yeah, but, like, um, you found the trap. <laughs> like, you are dealing with the travel agent. Like Travel Dara. agent is so 80s. I love it's it. It's, like, December yeah. 28th, and Daryl's like, okay, so this is the day we are going to do Molly and Shroom Tea, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> no, that's when she brings me, because she has to, like, ask me the portions. That's That was the big thing. It's like, because I... That's your expertise. I was the designated driver for part of our trip, because, like, you know, your girl has to, like like be balanced with her serotonin levels. She did Molly. She's on antidepressants. She can't do all of it back to back. So um, they were like showing me their portions of shrooms being like, is this enough? Do I have more? Do I have <laughs> microdosing? Microdosing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh my God. Take it easy. Yeah. I always used to think I wanted to microdose, but then as soon as it's like, no, I want a macrodose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you think you're microdosing and then the next thing you know, it's, I'm overdosing (laughs) (laughs) on mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. There were several moments where I thought like they, that, you know, they might die, like just because we were like in Joshua tree and like, they were climbing this. When I say they, I mean like Daryl and a few other guardian. She was the guardian. I was, yeah, I was like looking out for everybody and like they were climbing these, this insanely tall ascent um, of rocks, which don't don't do know, that ever again. That was my instinct. Like, don't you're gonna fall <laughs> off the cliff. You know, and and they did it, and they did it beautifully. And there were like advanced climbers up there, and somehow like our friends with no gear got up there, and like we're fully there the whole day, and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, but Dara, you have to tell them the realization you had when you got higher than everybody else, like it on the ascent. Yes. Um, so basically I kept climbing higher because, you know, at a certain point people were like, mm, I'm good. I, I'd rather just keep my life. Uh, but I eventually got to the very top and I, and I was the only person that got to the mm. very top. So then I realized like, wow, damn, it really is lonely at the top. <laughs> <laughs> and it really hit me like wow this is what people mean <laughs> um, oh my god however you know i realized that sometimes people don't need to be at the very top and you can tell them about the incredible experience you had and that's, that's beautiful that's, you know yeah. that's very beautiful um should we do your crush of the week yeah Does i have one i have I... one are we ready yeah are you ready yeah. okay 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is Brittany, my crush of the week. She just came in. And this is her. She's my foster dog. So mine's definitely Brittany. Hey, Brittany. I will say my crush of the week maybe is um Darrell from the challenge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because the challenge, this well buried, the challenge all-stars, which was on before you guys were. Oh, these are people who were on the real world and road rules and challenge like before you guys actually were born. Worlds. Do you, do you, did you ever watch Road Rules Campus Crawl, which was oh, in 2001? No. So I was that's where Cartoon Network. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I was a young, I was a young member of the MTV audience. And, um, and, but then I, I've like loved the challenge since I was like in freshman year of high school. It's been a huge part of my life. And so what they did, and, uh, uh, Durrell is someone who's like on current challenges still, which is rare. And but then Mark Long did um he did a all-star season with like OGs, OGs, OGs. So everyone's like 40 plus and it's incredible. And I really wanted Durrell to win. Um and he got second place. But um I just like really like hey, just um, so sweet. I so- the way you pronounce my name is Daryl. Um and I don't remember being on this challenge. <laughs> no, you were on it and you're my crotch. <laughs> you were on it. Wait, and you're I, my I got that part. I got that I was your crush. I just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well. um, that's my crush. That's my crush. Do y'all have crushes? It can be person, place, thing, idea, it ha- whatever. It has to be. Does it have to be like what happened this week or can it just. Be- no, no. Okay. no oh. just what- I mean, well, one, Daryl's my crush. Um, oh, always very sweet. wait from the challenge or from <laughs> which one? Yeah, <laughs> no, the Daryl that we're, is sitting here right now, this one, um, this version of her, but every version of her. But also, um, I recently rewatched the movie Disobedience, and um, Rachel McAdams spitting into Rachel Vice's mouth is my crush. As well. oh yeah yeah i never saw that rachel vice is my dream dream woman i want to be i want to be her i never knew that i wanted that but i if it's <laughs> if it's the rachels i do so that's that's how i feel hmm. let me see which which what is my crush um, wow I'm, I'm right here wow <laughs> <laughs> sorry um okay so have you guys seen castlevania at all no, but that sounds familiar. Um, it's like an anime on Netflix, and it's really dope. Um, and there's a character on there that I would say would be pretty hot in real life, but um, yeah, as a character, they're pretty hot. Um, <laughs> I love how you did that conversely. Like they, I would say they'd be pretty hot in real life, <laughs> but as a character, they're pretty hot. <laughs> you know, it's like a non uh, Alucard. He's like half vampire half human and he has this long flowing blonde hair um kind of giving like uh is this no i was gonna say sergio but i think that's wrong fabio fabio there we go kind of giving fabio but more like emo vampire Ooh, Um, that's fun i'm gonna say that's my crush anime can be really erotic sometimes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hell yeah um Hell yeah! I was that type of the, like Twilight. Ugh. Wait, were you a Twilight person? For a brief, I, I feel very embarrassed to admit this. No, no. For a brief period in time, I was definitely 
Since it's one of my I was gonna say when we were talking about like the incest stuff, I was like, that is directly Twilight right now. Like that was <laughs> that was that shit for a generation. Yeah. I have a really limited knowledge of Twilight, but I'm sure I would actually like love it. I love the Vampire Diaries. Robert Pattinson was my my big high school heartthrob, and I even have a signed picture of him that says my name. If anyone wait, you weren't Jacob. That. You were Team Jacob. No, no, no. Edward, Edward, I'm Team Jacob. I'm Team Jacob Ever. as well. I would never be Team Jacob. Oh my God. I stumbled onto this Instagram. I wish I could remember his name. I just, I stumbled onto this erotic Instagram artist's page, and he made one of Edward and Jacob, like a drawing of Edward and Jacob fucking. It was so hot. I read that fan fiction. <laughs> I read that fan fiction for sure. <laughs> We're actually going to be um, uh, talking about that in our next episode on the sex scene. We're talking about. Uh, vampires werewolves and ghost fucking um oh ghost fucking isn't something you see a ton yeah have you have you watched the vampire diaries yes i've watched the vampire diaries i used to love um ian what was his name Ian. i forget his name but i know who you mean the brother he had dark um hair and like light blue eyes and i had a crush on him at one point i i started having crush on him but then like as the series goes for some reason he got less sexless to me i mean more sexless less sexful to me and i um ended up liking the brother better like the main brother uh what is it steven steven yeah but the hottest one of all turns out to be and i think i've talked about this publicly before um her younger brother ends up like coming back from like camp one season and is like hot and you could tell like what's crazy is they cast him as a kid to this hot show and like they didn't know he was going to be hot, but then for him to actually turn into like a hot teen, they're like, oh, now we could really use you in a whole new way, which is so exciting. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy. Yeah, that was um, Stephen McQueen, which I only know because it makes me think of Steve McQueen. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes perfect uh, sense. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do okay. you guys feel hot today? I feel hot after talking to you guys. Oh my god! You both are gorgeous. Yeah, you both are glowing. It's it's fucking me up that you guys are both in LA because that means like when you guys signed on, it was fully like nine a.m. They and like you and clearly crazy. We have to be honest. Clearly, you're out of bed, and so for listeners, they're out of the bed right now, and so and they look gorgeous. So I'm always like, okay, you're. They woke up like this. (laughs) It's not food. It's only the top half. We just like we got on the phone like 15 minutes before calling in here, and like you know did the you know waist up and totally like oh perfect had to get ourselves going. Um, so our final segment for the pod is, of course, are you mad at me? So I'm like, are you mad at me that I, I got up to get water? I got up to buzz my door. Um, you know, are you mad at me because I don't know. Are you mad at me? I guess is what I'm saying. Pat, are you mad at me because I was so late and then I interrupted myself 40,000 times? What, what's, no. what's everyone feeling? I'm not mad at you. And I thought taking care of you last night because you were so funny at your show and I didn't feel funny at, my, at your you show. You were very funny. But um, what was I going to say is that I'm feeling anxious right now because I have to do a self tape. Oh, and so, right. No, I'm just feeling anxious because self tapes already are like they ask you to feel oh. anxious. Painful. So I'm like, who's I helping you with it? Uh, Angelo. Um, mm. I just feel guilty for asking. It's like, you know, when you're like oh, asking God. your boyfriend to help you do a self tape and it's like you feel guilty or something. Oh, my God. I don't 
feel guilty. I just feel like we get in an argument like almost every time for yeah. no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> we get in this argument where he cares more about the quality of it than I do. So I'm like, that's <laughs> fine. Like he'll do this whole setup. I'm like, I don't care. And then, and then like with the self tapes, it's like the same sensation of gambling where you always think with like just one more take, you can do a little bit better. And so it never, <laughs> it never ends. It's like playing the slots. Like you just, you just keep putting coins in. My problem is when I help Daryl with a self tape, I am like messing up the lines a lot of times because I'm trying to act and like not look at the script. And I'm like, wait, I'm not doing the self tape. I'm supposed to be reading lines. And I'm like, can we do it again? Because my part wasn't good. So <laughs> I, that is a phenomenon of like being the person reading the other lines and like not knowing how hard you should be like acting. Yeah. You know, but also think also thinking there's a chance that like you're gonna get it somehow. Right, right. Like, um. could I be booked yeah. by <laughs> I'm like I, I'm doing really good at this. I feel like I booked it, Daryl. I, I this is reminding me of a story that like uh, my brother's a lawyer, and when he was in law school, he was doing like mock trial, which I don't really know what that is to this day, but I was involved in it. Where like you and a partner have to do a trial against someone else, and you have to ask people like in your life to be. Uh, fake witnesses to the trial and so I went and met him I had to go to his law school and his with his partner beforehand and they were like so this are these are the facts like whatever whatever and his partner was so intense and he was like you really need to act it like this way and you have to do that and he was like being like a full acting director and he's like and for this stuff really go in like go hard and he was being so intense and I was like so I was like looking at my brother like he didn't say it was going to be like this and he's like shrugging so then I go and I do my witness thing and I'm like <laughs> giving it i'm acting at that point i'm like acting as a witness <laughs> and then afterwards like the literal law school like professor who was judging like told them that like i was being too crazy and like acting <laughs> too hard and i was like i didn't it was like so embarrassing i was like i am not the one who cared about the performance of this like mock trial you know what i mean like that was like what they all walked away with and that whatever not <laughs> notes not the notes not the notes um how are do you are you guys mad at me are you mad yeah um no no you were you were so funny last night and people were so laughing so much and so obsessed with your set so you need to be a little kinder what you were saying about seeing yourself in a photo like that is the most relatable stuff ever right now okay good and i want and i want you guys to know that there was no joke i just kind of sat on stage into a, into a microphone <laughs> i've seen myself in a photo and waited for laugh i would have loved to have seen this show i i saw that um i saw you guys posting about it and it looked so great thank you yeah it was our first it was my first one back um since the pandemic and I, I do it every week. So it's like, I've been missing it so much. How do you feel like having been in front of an audience now after this long? Honey, like riding a bike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come back to the palm of my hand. No, it was super fun. And I can't wait for next week. Yeah. And that's that. Um, where can, I'm So thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? What, what would you like to share? When is the next sex scene? Like, tell us everything. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's been kind of a dream to be on seeing treatment. So thank you. Um, oh, good. This was so fun. I'm Y'all are the best. I had so much fun on your show and I was like, they'll be such a good fit because they'll talk about squirting with yes, me. Yes, <laughs> we will. And we did. Um, so definitely go check out uh, Kat's episode as well as all the other episodes of the sex scene. You can find it on YouTube. Um, CNT Productions is the channel. Subscribe, like all the things. Um, we need all the support. You can also find us on Patreon at I'm a real CNT on Instagram at I'm a real CNT. Twitter and Facebook, all of those things, Adam Real CNT and at CNT Productions. Um, and then you can find us personally. I'm at Ariel Zucker, which is boring. Daryl has a much cooler handle. Um, 
is at you may be offended. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. thank you guys so much. Thank live, you so laugh, much. and love. And live, laugh, and love. Soon, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all so yeah. much. See you soon. Oh, yeah. Live, laugh, and love. Yeah. Okay.